0: Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for November 18th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21Sports underscore, for free fantasy football advice at ETOF21Sports underscore fantasy, for free daily horse racing bets at ETOF21Sports underscore horse underscore racing. Golden Gate Fields is alive and that's where I love to bet. I'll be posting all those plays on there. And of course, a, big, a couple big announcements. Announcement number one, I'm going to be revamping my website. i will be putting videos up there, a lot more blogs, uh, along with the fantasy football rankings and the bet tracking. So all that stuff, I'm going to start funneling more stuff to there. I'm also going to be starting to do those daily YouTube videos like I was doing in the past with the YouTube shorts, just quick, big, hitter plays like that. So you guys can find my stuff on the YouTube channel. Um, Also, we're going to be having a new daily segment on the podcast, the fantasy football DFS build with my boy, Nick, Uh, Nick, one of the sharper fantasy football players. This was our first episode. His Twitter handle is NAA fantasy. Great dude knows his stuff. Make sure you give him a follow. One of the smarter fantasy football guys, that I know he's going to be starting coming on. So yeah, you know, stuff is moving on, you know, and Brandon will be back once, once the NASCAR season has started. But yeah, those were the announcements. You know, great, great show planned. Nick's going to be on, like I said. David's going to be coming on. We're going to be talking some NFL. And of course, it's the Grey Cup. My boy Jim's going to be coming on. Jim and I are going to be talking the Grey Cup. Tell you what sports... What bets, excuse me, to lock in for the Grey Cup? As always, the ETOF21 Sports Podcast is sponsored by PointsBet. Looking for a dependable sportsbook? Download the PointsBet app. Use promo code ETOF21. That is E-T-O-F-T-2-1 on your initial deposit and get a 100% deposit match up to $2,000. Before I get started, a couple quick things. I have people asking me all the time, Eric, how did you get into sports betting? How did you become Uncle Rico? Well, it's a crazy story. I grew up in a small town that had an Indian reservation casino. On that casino, I actually snuck in as a kid, a legal ID. I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening. And I started playing blackjack. I had this guy come up to me and this guy was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You have no effing clue what are you doing? And I start. he started teaching me stuff about just gambling in general at the casino. And through that, he, I started asking him about sports betting because that was a thing going on. And then the wheels really opened up. And this was just a totally random thing, me meeting my boy Brad. He taught me stuff and he's still teaching me to this day. Him and I talk daily about bets, about everything going on. About angles, buying low, selling high, offensive line, defensive line, travel schedules in the NBA. He was the guy that kind of got me into all this. And that's why I'm here for you. If it wasn't for Brad coming into my life, I'd have no idea what I'm doing in this betting life. And that's what I'm trying to help you guys. I'm trying to help you guys see stuff the way I do because if you can make money doing what I'm like, I'm doing betting in the sports, it just opens up so many more doors, so many more avenues for you guys. And you guys can take more vacations. You guys can like treat yourself to stuff. And I'm just trying to help you guys during these tough financial times make more money. And I love talking shop. So anyone has any questions, needs any help betting sports, or just wants to learn the game, that's what I'm here for. And that's why I'm doing these live streams, doing these podcasts, going on BTV, just trying to help you guys become better sports betters. Now we need to talk about the Thursday night football game. Before I jump into that, I just need to say Todd Dowling is a freaking moron for getting behind the wheel drunk. This is something people don't understand. If you work in the NFL, coach, player, whatever, they have a hotline that you can call, but I mean hotline, 800 number, and you can get picked up, no questions asked, nothing for whatever situation you're in. You have that option. You get behind the wheel. You're a fucking moron, especially with Uber and taxis. He is lucky there is nothing seriously happening. Completely lost. All respect for that guy. And I could not believe he did that. Now let's shift our attention to the game. If you listen to Gino and I's Twitter space, what we did was we had the Titans plus the three. Gino had the Titans' money line, I, and we both had the Burks over. I mean, guys, everyone thought the Packers were coming back. The Packers still can't comp, stop the run. Aaron Rodgers look lost. And that defense, they drafted these rookies that they just aren't getting home. And the Titans are going to do what the Titans are going to do. They're going to turn around. They're going to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry with Burks coming back. That adds another weapon, someone that can stretch the field. And you got Woods, who's an accomplished slot receiver. You got Austin Hooper, who's a good tight end. This Titans team is a little bit undervalued. It's that team that everyone says is lucky, is due. Are they, though? They just turn around, hand off the ball. They're not going to make silly mistakes. They're winning the game. They took the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime when they had a rookie quarterback who couldn't throw the ball. Let that sit in. That's how good this team is, that they're able to do that with a rookie quarterback who didn't throw the ball. Now you got Tanny coming back. He's getting healthy. You got Jeffrey Simmons. This Tennessee Titans team is in a position to make some noise, and I think it's getting a little overlooked in the betting market, and it wouldn't be one team. You know what? I wonder what the Titans are to make the Super Bowl. Because they're in a good position and they've shown with how they're built, they're able to go on the road and get those tough, grimy wins. I'm pulling up the odds right now. NFL futures to win the Super Bowl, we are seeing the Tennessee Titans at 33 to 1. Bengals, 33 to 1. Bucks, 18. Dolphins, 16 to 1. Minnesota Vikings and Cowboys, 12 to 1. Ravens, 12 to 1. And then you have all these teams, Bills 4-1, Chiefs 5-1, Eagles plus 525, San Francisco 49ers plus 750. At 33-1 with where they're sitting at, they're locked into the playoffs. I think we seriously need to lock in the Titans plus 30. You know what? We're going to lock it in now. We're going to make it official. We're locking in the Titans 33-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That's how quickly bets can happen here. You know, I'm here. I'm talking it out why the Titans, What I think about them. Look at the price. I see a 33 to one. I'm jumping right into it. I absolutely love this price of the Titans 33 to one, and their schedule is doable. They're probably going to be hosting a home game. And the thing is, when you get a price that big, that is so absolutely easy to hedge out of. So, yeah, let's lock it in Titans plus 33 to one to win the Super Bowl. Well, we reached the part of the podcast we're going to be talking about the Gray Cup and who better to come on than the man who has futures on both teams. So he doesn't have to sweat.
1: I'm not sweating at all.
0: If you've been listening to Jim on spring fever or Jim, when he's come on this podcast, you're sitting in a good position because you have a blue bombers future and you have a Argonauts future. So you're going to sit back, enjoy the game. I want to say
1: my first two bets of the entire season.
0: I mean, dude, look at you just (laughs) CFL sharp.
1: The only thing is, you could have gotten the Argos. I didn't rebet them. You could yeah. have probably got them at a better price mid-season, like maybe in the smack dab middle of the season when it was unclear whether or not uh, them or Montreal would be in first place.
0: I mean, it's it's been a hell of a season. Um, there's been some disappointing teams, namely the Ottawa Redbacks. I thought <laughs> Red I was Redbacks. Redbacks. Yep, I was expecting a little bit more, a little bit more from them. Um, Elks, I got to you know, I'd, they I'd suck, disappointing. but you know, I expected a little more, but the big news is, uh, Nathan Rourke is going to try out for the NFL next year.
1: That's what I figured. So like you saw him in the divisional finals, he was so emotional. He was crying up a storm. I I always figured he'd try out. Obviously he has a lot of tools and you see what his brother's doing at Ohio, like, that family's got good quarterback in him. I, I wonder if he could be a starter.
0: I don't think he can be a starter in the NFL. I think he could be it's, like a Colt McCoy. Tyler, Tyler Heineke is a ceiling. Come in, Taylor Heineke. A... Taylor Heineke is going to be. The, he's going to be on the bench next year, bud. Like,
1: interesting.
0: You know he. Okay, I'll get Colt McCoy then. He can be a Colt McCoy.
1: It's weird. So he's one of those Matt quarterbacks. He kind of unlocked in the CFL. It's I want if he if he does join an NFL roster, I would love to see him kind of unleashed in that regard. He has a lot of the tools you need.
0: Uh huh.
1: But I would be like,
0: I just don't I would, see it, dude. I, I, I don't see him. And being even a as a
1: backup, he'd be getting paid more. So good for him for making that money. But I mm-hmm. will say it, it's something I hate seeing these stars in leagues like the XFL and the CFL and the USFL, they're stars in this league. And then they go in and be backups of the NFL. It pays more and do whatever you got to do for that money. Yeah. But like, I hate seeing like these guys just like, it's like they disappear almost.
0: Yep. Yep. But I mean, like you said, you get paid more money, you know, you get better healthcare, which is a big money. Um, it can open up more opportunities. So, you know, I totally get it. I wish him the no- nothing but the best of luck. But you're right. It is sad to see these these kids go. Um, you if know, I see one... Nathan
1: Rourke start a game, I'm going to cream my pants.
0: Now, uh, Jim also came on during the USFL. And, you know, since we're, since we're live on the podcast, I need to ask him right now. Is he willing to come on when the XFL starts?
1: I mean, look, look at my background. It's going to change to the new logo. But, yeah. Of course.
0: All right. So, you know, we're, we're going to be losing we Jimmy just, for a while. We
1: just had the draft started today.
0: The draft started today. What, um, you know, this is mainly going to be the Grey Cup, but those who don't know Jim tuning in for the first time, Jim knows everything about anything football. I mean, X League, which is a j- Japanese league, oh, the European league, league, who I don't even know the name of. Um, ELF. ELF, uh, CFL, USFL, XFL just a smart smart man when it comes to football in general and, and especially these um i don't want to use the term uh what's the word of alternative use, use alternative. alternative leagues um so you know that that's awesome i did want to ask you one quick thing though who is going to be your team in the XFL?
1: so it's it's so i i can't It's the one league I don't pick a team. I I so I am I'm CFL gym at the moment. I was USFL gym, but everyone who knows me, it started and will always be at my deep core XFL gym. The league as a whole is my darling. I it's the one league I don't pick favorites in.
0: It's the one league. Well
1: I have the only league I don't pick favorites in.
0: I have two teams. Number one, I gotta go with the Las Vegas vipers and i really hope that my boy king goes there to be the quarterback
1: oh we already know and who the quarterbacks are
0: oh where, where's king going
1: he didn't get he didn't get picked up so he was one of the he was just rumored didn't uh, get picked up by the league
0: oh disappointing who, who who are the vipes got
1: so the vipes got one jalen mcclendon okay formerly a baylor and Formerly of the USFL, also formerly of the XFL. I feel like this guy's played in every single spring league. Luis Perez. Louis Perez from the Generals. Oh. Okay. All right. He's one of All two right. USFL quarterbacks that are now in the XFL.
0: Okay. Um, My team's going to be the Vipers. Sadly, they don't have the quarterback I want. And then also, it's got to be the Houston Rednecks, because everyone tells me that my old man looks like Wade Phillips. So, uh, you know. Interesting team. Bye. Uh, But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk a little, Ray Cup. So let's jump right in. Championship game, baby. Championship game. Now, me knowing you, I'm assuming you're going to have some sort of action in here.
1: I mean, I have the future stuff. I I don't know if I'll have any any actual plays because of those. I've kind of set myself up pretty nicely. But I'll definitely have ways to, like, I'll probably live bet it.
0: Okay. Well, let's look at it. Right now, we're getting Toronto plus five and a half, money line plus 195, over under 48. First half, Toronto's getting three, money line plus 165, over under 23 and a half. Uh,
1: Interesting. That first half under is very interesting.
0: So what I'm going to do is my first bet in the game is I'm going Toronto and Winnipeg under 23 and a half.
1: I do like that. I do, do. like it's the bit, it's the same thing you do with the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, got oh, it's a answer. slow start.
0: Yep. Um, my other bet I'm looking at and a bit it bit me in the ass last time, but you know what? I do it again. I'm going to go highest scoring half,
1: half to
0: be the second half at even money. Highest I might even venture
1: and half. say that the highest scoring quarter might be the third quarter.
0: You know, that's, that's pretty good. You want to make that one official, my friend?
1: I want to make that one official.
0: So Jim is going with the highest scoring quarter to be the third quarter. My next one. (sighs) Hmm, I'm looking at first scoring method. I mean, do we just bet the other at five to one just blindly here?
1: So Argonauts touchdown, Bombers touchdown, field goal.
0: (sighs) That rare one point to start off the game.
1: I don't know, but to start off the game is very unlikely.
0: Yeah,
1: it's very unlikely that you see like a one-score game start off.
0: So I know those are going to be the ones I I lock in. Um, I feel I need to take a side here. You know what I mean? I feel. I feel I need to get a little stake in this game, man. I mean, this could be. I mean, they're going for a three p here. This
1: is history, right? This here. is three p right here. This is big for the bombers. I, I mean, I got to take the bombers minus five and a half.
0: You're taking. They've the been here five.
1: before. Like they're comfortable with this scenario, and they turn it. Like this is something I interviewed a lot of these players last year when they were at the Grey Cup. They are dialed in. This they are just they are business mode. They are taking care of business. Because
0: these teams played one time earlier the season and it was a one point waiting for the Winnipeg.
1: True, but that was also that was like middle of the season when Winnipeg was kind of on their downswing. They've gotten mm-hmm. hot.
0: And this did open up at four and a half, I believe.
1: I think it did. I I gotta go so, bombers. Even at five and a half, anything under a touchdown, I'm taking the bombers.
0: Anything under a tutty? Anything under a yeah. tutty?
1: Anything under a tutty? I'm taking the bombers. Okay,
0: let's let me look here.
1: I'm gonna bet that over too. That the, the yeah. so I'm gonna bet like the first half under with you. I'm gonna bet the total as oh. over. I think 48 is too low.
0: We're starting to see some sixes in the market.
1: I, I'm fine with that.
0: We're starting to see some sixes in the market. Um, yeah, we're
1: starting. To, yeah, Jesus. My history.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to look to live at the game.
1: That's probably okay. the way. That's the play right there. I might dabble. Check this out. I might dabble. Bombers by 7 to 12 points. Get the exact margin down. Okay. Plus 450 is what I'm seeing at some shops. Plus 450. Because I think Bombers. I think ten is kind of the right number. I think the Bombers West teams right. are so much better than the East; it's insane this year. Yeah, I kind of like that. Like the Bombers, what they showed against BC last week, BC is better than any team they would have gotten out of the East.
0: Yeah. Now, do we see any props where it's bomber's full game, bomber's game winner?
1: Oh, like wire to wire.
0: Yeah, like there's some sometimes some some shops will sometimes have like who's winning at halftime and then who's winning at the game.
1: That's it might why. be something they pull out later in the week at some shops. The CFL always gets their updates like last compared to college and NFL.
0: Okay. Okay. But if you
1: can see it, I would definitely take bombers wire to wire. Okay.
0: Well, Jim, dude, you know what, dude? I have to say, man. You know, just it's it's going to be weird, not talking to you.
1: Taking a couple week. months off.
0: It's going to be a little weird, man. Maybe we need to start covering Japanese basketball or something. It, I don't know.
1: I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I bet it. Every, I bet it every week.
0: Are you, Are you a I don't even know the league over there. Are you a Japanese? It's, a, it's about the
1: B-League. The they have different, like, B-League 1, B-League 2. They're probably playing tonight.
0: <laughs> Who's your team?
1: Uh, I got a couple. I need to, if I can see the names. There's a couple I like. So, the, Kaga, the Kagawa Five Arrows is one of them. And I know the Yamagata Wyverns is a team I'm always rooting for. Yeah, the what? The wyverns. The it's like a wyverns. type of dragon.
0: Okay, all right. I respect that. I respect that, Jim. Again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on every single week during the CFL season. I Can't
1: believe the season's over.
0: I know, man. I know. Maybe we could. Maybe next week we can have like a season recap. Oh, next week. Do week's you remember? CF-
1: do you remember what like when it started?
0: Um, May.
1: Yeah, preseason. The first game of the CFL, June 9th. Jesus,
0: that seems like just yesterday, my man.
1: That's such a long season, though.
0: That that just seems... Uh, it, it's a long season, but it's a good season, dude.
1: It's a great season.
0: My only one suggestion is this. I don't... I wish the season would finish earlier because I think going against the NFL hurts the product
1: fair but there's no way like they're going to they play 21 weeks there's no way they could start earlier
0: yeah well why can't they just move it up a month and start in may
1: maybe i mean that's on the table i you know what my I mean? thing like, is i want them to kind of fix the schedule a little bit and don't have a lot of weeks where you're playing the same team back to back to back
0: do you think they could they condense the schedule
1: maybe you know dancer. what I mean? I, Add another I mean, team would be sick too.
0: Do they have the financial backing to be able to do that though?
1: I don't know. It's it's Financials are a little finicky with the CFL. So
0: I uh, will maybe um, with next week's Thanksgiving, it's up in the air if I'm going to be having a podcast, obviously because Turkey time.
1: It's Thanksgiving. Um,
0: but maybe in two weeks you can come on. We can have like a season recap and whatnot, my friend. I like it. Uh, Jim, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, buddy?
1: You can find me on YouTube at XFL Jim. Uh, now there's so much news going on. There's a bunch of USFL news, XFL news and the CFL stuff. I'm going to have like a whole season recap video too. It's, it's a lot of stuff at XFL Gym on Twitter. Just find me around.
0: Make sure you give Jim a follow. He knows his stuff. You know, I'll, you can see Jim and I Friday on BTVs campus profits. And then Saturday morning must watch TV.
1: Oh, Jim God, and I don't remind me
0: live on the college tailgate. He is going to be paying up the, the key Kansas line bet.
1: pie bet, baby.
0: Paying up the key line pie bet. Going to be epic until then, my friend. So now we're at the point of the podcast where we're going to be talking NFL betting and who better to come on than he's been here every week since week four. My boy, David, a.k.a. Better dp 21 on Instagram and Twitter. David, how are you doing today, my man? Doing great, man. Love love meeting up with you on a Friday, man. Always in a good mood. So here's the million-dollar question. And, like, you know, you and I have known each other for a couple of years. You know, I consider you a friend and everything, but I've never asked you this question. Are you pro-Christmas movie? Do you do you watch? I could see you <laughs> watching a little Hallmark Christmas movie on a Friday night. Is that it?
2: No, I I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that sincere, Um, you know, but I do break out Home Alone and things like that. Right. Like I I do enjoy those kinds of classics. My Christmas story is my favorite
0: of all of them. So I always have to watch that one. is because I mean, my favorite is the one I just watched starring Lindsay Lohan falling for Christmas on Netflix that was that that was an absolute freaking gem dude let me tell you you know we're not here to talk Brett here David and I break down Christmas movies you're here to talk we're talk betting um we went two on two last week uh I believe that brings us up to 15 and seven so far so still pretty good um ROI how it works David does one first half I do a player prop. He does a side, full side, game, first full side for a game. I do a full side for a game. So we're going to kick it off with you, my friend. What's your halftime wager?
2: Yeah, so what I want to get started with this first half, uh, I'm looking at the Chiefs and Chargers. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, total in this first half at 24 and a half. Um, my projection is actually closer to 30. So pretty much almost a six-point advantage uh, that I'm seeing here over the book um, in that line right now. Um <clears throat> Effectively, you know, the rushing defense for the Chargers is, you know, almost really, really last in the league I sitting at 29. Um, passing defense a little bit better for them, but, you know, Chiefs, they, they love to run the ball. They love using, you know, the option out of the slot with their running backs as another you know type of run, um, even if they're passing. So uh, I just can see this kind of going back and forth. You're talking about two very offensive-minded teams here Um You know, and then also the passing defense for the Chiefs is, you know, sitting at like 22. So bottom tier um, rushing defense for the Chargers, bottom tier passing defense for the Chiefs. Um, Rushing defense is also just middle of the pack. I mean, I can just see them kind of going back and forth on each other Um, and hopefully uh, getting some field goals from uh, Bucker because that guy's on my fantasy team. So uh, that is kind of where I'm looking at everything right now. But I really like just the advantage that I'm seeing in terms of a
0: point total there. See, this is the difference between David and I, I would just, I would just tell it how it is. Both defenses suck. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're here, you're, you're, you're trying to be like so nice, you know, I'm like, dude, (laughs) they suck. You know, both teams absolutely positively suck. Um, So I absolutely love this. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a high flying game, too. Uh, a lot of up and down stuff. So I absolutely love that play. My player prop is this I am going to CD Lamb over 75 and a half yards receiving. The, um, the Vikings are god awful against opposing wide receivers in general. To wide receivers, the group, they're giving up almost. 200 yards per game, 199. Lamb is coming off a 15-target game against the Packers. He has a 32% target share. He's averaging 9.8 targets the last four games. And let's face it, you're going up against Patrick Peterson, Sheldon Sullivan, and a backup, Akilub Evans. I mean, dude, you're going to be Ian. He's the focal point of that offense. I think he's just going to be eating against this vikings and we saw even last year last year i had a huge game with cooper rush as the quarterback yeah. and nothing has absolutely changed in this vikings defense i like cd lamb over 75 and a half yards receiving
2: that's great i mean like i said i'll i'll follow those props all day um and definitely when the vikings are sporting like a middle of the pack pass defense
0: um you know that just seems like a no-brainer to me so that that leads me to my next question Hmm. did you follow Trey Burks did you see my Burks bet last night buddy I didn't no I didn't because it was 32 it was 32 and a half yards he hit on the very first play
2: yeah I mean that's
0: that's just that's just great dude I love doing that stuff uh yeah it's me touting my own stuff I'm that kind of douchebag so (laughs) so now (laughs) let's move on to your side what Mm. is the side that you're going to be rolling with
2: So I'm going to go back to another Monday Night Football play. I'm going to be looking at 49ers and Cardinals here. Um, I really like where the point total is sitting here for the Cardinals at home at plus eight. Um, My line is actually closer to a minus two overall for the game. So again, another like six point advantage here from what I'm seeing. You know, I I don't care if it's Colt McCoy, if it's you know uh, Kyler Murray, whoever's back, you know, going to be you know heading up. Uh, behind the center there. <clears throat> Whoever's QB, I mean, that, that offense didn't you know fall short at all in terms of coming back up and down the field uh, last week, and they looked really great doing it. Um, you know, I, there are some injury concerns that I'm just paying attention to that just popped up over the last couple of days, but I don't think it's anything that's going to hold anybody out of the game. So, you know, personally, the way that I'm looking at this one, uh, and especially the 49ers, um you know, they, they have a very stout rushing defense and passing defense, both sitting in the top ten. So it's nothing to, you know, snip my nose at or anything like that or or just disregard completely. But again, I just I really find um where the advantage is gonna be is, you know, in the air a little bit for the Cardinals. And I think they're getting some receivers back with Marquise Brown, um, you know, and gonna really kind of be able to have an up tempo kind of game to to just keep that point total exactly where it is. So um, I really think they could even possibly win outright. I mean, it's it's just that kind of game. I think that's going to be a little surprising. I think that number is just too high, and I want to take advantage of it on the book.
0: I love that play. I've locked this play in. Are you ready to get blown away? Are you sitting I'm there? ready? I am sitting crazy. down. You're sitting down. <laughs> I'm going to just be telling you these numbers. Are just going to blow your mind, okay? And this is this is why. And I agree with your bet 100%. This is why I locked it. In. She had a hand thirty eight percent ATS as a favorite, as a seven point favorite or more. Yep, I got it at seven and a half. It's at eight right now. He's thirty three percent ATS. Jimmy G as a favorite forty three percent ATS. Now on the flip side, this is the part that's going to blow your mind. Can you guess? Now I'm, this is ty- this is the road game. They're not playing mm-hmm. in Arizona. What mm-hmm. Kingsbury is ATS as a road dog? What he is, ATS? Yeah.
2: This year? No,
0: in his coaching
2: career. Oh, as in his player. coaching career. Um,
0: in the NFL. It's,
2: it's another one of those all or none. So I'm going to say like he's won once.
0: <laughs> he is 80% ATS as a road dog. There you go. As a dog in general, 69% ATS. Oof. Okay. Now, you ready? Another stat. Has Kyle Shanahan, like, he's not a Super Bowl winning coach, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Against coaches that have not won a Super Bowl, he is 64% ATS. So, like, the McVeigh's, um, the Tomlin's, those guys, the upper echelon of coaching, he's covering a, like, I think it's like 32% ATS. But against coaches that have never won a Super Bowl, 64% ATS he's covering. Wow. This is a total Kingsbury spot, dude. I absolutely love the Cardinals. I, I have this one locked in. And you made a good point about the quarterback. I think this is priced. I know it's priced that Murray isn't going to go. Right. Is there really that big of a drop-off right now? Not that I see
2: across the board. I mean, not if you watch Colton McCoy play last week in the way that he had the efficiency of the offense.
0: And then if Murray does come back, this is going to drop down to four probably. So we're going to be getting the best of the number and as better as that's what we want to do. Right. So I absolutely love the Cardinals. David and I both co side, lock it in right now. Anything over seven is a buy. Yep. Um, My next one. And maybe you can help me understand this one. Cause you're, you're a number guy. Uh, you work at numbers. I'm going with the new England Patriots minus the three. Now here's my thought process. And Tell me if I'm wrong with this. Two weeks ago, New England played at New York and the spread was New England minus three. Mm-hmm. Now they're playing at home. And what's the spread? Same. Why? My, my thought process is is the Jets beat the Bills and we're playing the tax on that. But the Jets are over, overvalued in the market People are looking at him. Hey, this Jets team beat the Bills. They're on the swing. But the Jets defense, how it is built, it's built to take away the pass. They yep. still can be run on. And that's how a New England plays. They're going to turn around. They're going to hand it off to Stevenson. Harris is back. They're not a team that's going to stretch, stretch the field. So with that being said, it basically takes Sauce Gardner and the rest of the DBs completely out of the game. It's just going to be a pound the game with the run. And when you look at Zach Wilson's numbers, Zach Wilson's numbers against the um, against the Patriots are absolutely putrid. And of course, I don't have my sheet right here, unprepared as hell and unprofessional, Eric. That is me. Um, I think it's like seventeen, like seven interceptions in three games, and a completion percentage of fifty three percent. That's just not going to cut it. I absolutely love the new England Patriots minus the three. And you know, me, David and I always preach taking the dog. It is rare when you see us laying points. And I think you're on the same side here as well. I agree.
2: Um, Yes.
0: And I actually locked this one too. I
2: got it at three. I know on some books it's moving to three and a half. So it's definitely moving in the right direction in terms of laying points. Um, I like where your, your take is in terms of where your head was at and talking about, you know, the perception of the value of the jets right now. I mean, You know, beating the Bills and going into a bye and now coming back, Um, you know, obviously playing at home uh, for New England. But, you know, New England isn't in any any worse shape right now for themselves. I mean, they as well, I think, won before taking a bye and um, whatchamacallit. I mean, to your point, they have established their run game again and they have established their defense again. So, you know, they're playing smash mouth football right now. Um, I really like the Patriots at home. I mean, I don't – and again, I don't I don't care who the Patriots have at QV um, because personally I think they're just going to hand it off. Um, sure. They're going to utilize hopefully Hunter Henry in this game um, because uh, the way I looked at it is that the, the Jets' defense, uh, some stats that I saw pulled up um, was that they actually give up the most yards to tight ends. Um, sure. So I could actually totally see them – you know, losing track of Hunter Henry, um, and even though he's probably been more of a blocker this year than a pass catcher, I absolutely think they could uh, lay into him a little bit more and take advantage of, of those seams uh, for him. So I really like this um, as well. My number actually, you know, from what I'm modeling on this is actually a little bit better than a touchdown. Um, so I really like the value on this line right now, even laying
3: points.
0: I have it at six. I mean, I haven't actually, I have a six and a half. Um, mm-hmm. You get three points for being at home, and they were just for three points. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, this line doesn't make sense to me. You look at last game, I found out right here 48% completion percentage, three interceptions. He had an interception rate of 7.3 career against New England. Uh, percentage fifty three point six percent. Seven INTs sacked seven times. I mean, jeez Zach Wilson just doesn't put up anything. And the main thing I think we all need to remember in this is the Jets have O line injuries. They're not. They don't have their their full starting O line that they started the year with. Mm-hmm. And there's no Priest Hall. He is the alpha on that offense. He's their best offensive player by by far. You have Michael Carter, who's a smaller back, can't run in between the tackles. And then you have James Robinson. And I love James Robinson, but he's coming off an Achilles tendon injury. So he's going to be – he's a year year away from being where he was. Yeah, so we both absolutely love the Patriots here. And you guys have to lock this in right now because, like David said, it's starting to go up at three, three and a half on – On most shops, some shops still have it at three. And you know, we both, a number's good if we're, David and I are both laying points, because that's something we absolutely never do. Um, David, thanks for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Yeah, thanks
2: again for the time, Eric. Uh, Anybody who's looking to talk shop and just across all sports, NFL, we got NBA going. I've been giving out plays throughout the week, Uh, cashed on Sacramento last night. Uh, there you go, me being a douche, with my own horn too, you know. So, but uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, same handle, better DP
0: twenty one, better with an OR. I got you, man. I got. You. I mean, like, <laughs> I think being a douche would say how you're like five and one in your college plays, or the last six. <laughs> and your only loss was Delaware, was Delaware State money line. I mean, I I think that would be douchey if I were to yeah. say something like that with my college <laughs> basketball stuff, but. You know, we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, <laughs> David, thanks for coming on. I look forward to talking to you next week, my man. Right, thanks again, Eric. Bye-bye. So we reached the part of our podcast where we're debuting a new segment, and that's going to be a fantasy football segment where me and the new guest, new weekly guest on the show, Nick, a.k.a. At NAA fantasy, comes on. Him and I are going to talk through the DS, DFS build for the main slate on Sunday. So let's welcome Nick to the show. Nick, how you doing today, my man?
3: Great. Thanks for having me
0: on. Um, So let's talk about how you got into fantasy football. Give the people a little bit of a history. How long have you been playing fantasy football?
3: Oh, man. Uh, I've been playing fantasy football for probably about 15 years now. Um, You know, playing a lot of ESPN, Yahoo leagues um, with, uh, you know, some higher priced uh, (laughs) uh, leagues and some uh, just like family and friends. I just love playing multiple leagues every year. Um, started getting into DFS, um, for the, probably over the last three, four years. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, uh, get on the show and, uh, put out some good options for everybody.
0: So before we start, I need to ask you, are you wearing a Matthew McConaughey, Texas shirt that says, all right, all right, all right.
3: I am. I am. Okay. I am. It's right, uh, It's all, it's all right there. All three okay. times. All right. All right. All right.
0: So. Now, what the format is going to be for those listening, we are going to talk about a high price player, mid price player, budget by each position Then we're physically going to go through. And we're going to tell you the players we're going to use. And this is a lineup that Nick and I actually are going to put into a contest. So let's start off by saying that sometimes you can take advantage of these prices at FanDuel and we're going to be using FanDuel because they set them so far in advance this price that we get with the Steelers defense of $3,800 isn't priced that Watt is back in the lineup and that um, Jamar Chase is out for the Bengals so we're going to go ahead we're going to lock in the Steelers at $3,800 we think Nick and I both agree that's a great budget buy a lower level defense we can use and we can open up some salary now we're going to start with the quarterback position. Nick, who is your high-priced quarterback that you kind of like this weekend?
3: So my high-priced player for quarterback is Justin Fields. I mean, I, I got to go with the hot hand. Got to keep it going with, uh, with him over the past few weeks. He's been the QB1. Um, you know, Atlanta's defense is eighth uh, in points per game to quarterbacks, fifth in yards per attempt, and tenth in passing touchdowns. So I got to keep rolling with the hot hand.
0: Plus also we need to remember the rushing upside. I mean, what he's oh, able course. to do is just absolutely insane. Um, the higher price guy I was looking at was Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, out of the big three, I feel he's going to be the less owned just because he's coming off the buy and people forgot about him. Um, you know, and there's a million things going on with Josh Allen. The game was switched to Detroit. How is he going to play at Ford field? Uh, the practice has been canceled. So I really don't want anything to do with Allen. You took Justin Fields. I went to Lamar Jackson just because we do have the rushing upside is coming off the buy and everything. I think Lamar is going to be a little under our own and we could take advantage of that in our lineup build. Uh Mid-price guy. What mid-price guy are you looking at?
3: So I do like Dak Prescott. Uh, he's 7,500. Um you know, if you're uh, if you're a guy who likes likes to stack, do a wide receiver quarterback combo. Uh, I do like Dak and CD. Um, they're coming off a buy or they're coming off a loss to the Packers last week. Uh, Dak did throw three touchdowns. He threw two picks. Uh, I think he cleans that up this week. The Vikings, in my opinion, are a little overrated uh, and should fall flat. I think this week after their win at Buffalo.
0: I like that. I I hate this Vikings team. I think they're garbage. And we saw it like even last year. I mean, the Vikings still have the same personnel and Cooper rush was lighting up that defense. I absolutely love Dak Prescott. I think that's a great point. You can stack Dak and Ceedee lamb, have a good build. Um, My budget, I'm going with Danny dimes. And this is more of the fact Of A, the Lions do give up a lot of rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. They give up the fourth most rushing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. Daniel Jones is second on the Giants in red zone carry. So you could get that rushing touchdown, which would be huge. And the Lions give up the third most points per game to opposing QBs. We're at a stage right now with his running ability. Danny Dimes has got value week in and week out, and he's only 7,800 I kind of like that as a mid-budget, mid-tier play, play down a little bit, open up some spot. Um, in terms of a budget buy, who who are you looking at? Uh,
3: I do like Russell Wilson this week uh, at home against uh, the Raiders. They, uh, you know, he lit them up the first time they played. He actually had his highest uh, fantasy points in, in one single game against them earlier this year, and, you know, Las Vegas is bottom of the barrel and giving up fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks.
0: I love Russell Wilson this week, but I I wanted Derek Carr in that game. Yes, I know the Broncos are the best defense in the NFL and give up the, the least points per game in terms of fantasy to opposing quarterbacks, but there's been one team that scored over 20 points. And that was the Raiders. They put up 32 in week four. Um, what And what's different now? There's no Bradley Chubb to rush. Randy Gregory's on the IR. So the pass rush of the Broncos isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Derek Carr, though, is going to be more of a million-dollar maker play because he is going to be so less owned. He's a guy you can throw in there where if something – he's going to be less known and he's going to kind of be the quarterback that you need to have for the millionaire maker. But in terms of the contest we're going to do, I like your low budget play of Russell Wilson. I really think having him at 6,900 paying down is going to open up. So that way we can pay up at these skill positions. What do you, what do you think of that play?
3: Yeah, I like that. I mean, Derek Carr against the grain for the millionaire maker, I think is a good play because he's not going to be owned. You know, if he busts out, it's going to be huge. Um, But yeah, I do like the budget play of Russell Wilson only at 6,900 just to kind of get that good solid build out of the whole team.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, So we're going to pencil that in. So we're putting Russell Wilson in at 6,900. So right now we have the Steelers D in at 3,800 and Russell Wilson in at the quarterback 6,900. So we're opening up some salary possibilities and we're going to be looking to pay up at a couple of these skill positions. Cause I think there's going to be some points scored in a certain games. Um, let's shift our attention over to the running back position.
3: Now who,
0: who's the high price player in the running back that you
3: like? So I, I like Jonathan Taylor, obviously. I mean, I think uh, Indy's getting back to uh, finally running the ball with him 25 to 30 times a game. Uh, I got to love that. I mean, I drafted him. I had the number one pick in one of my leagues, obviously drafted Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He's been a little bit of a disappointment, but I think they're finally getting back to what they did last year. So I think he's going to get the ball a ton and he's going to get over 100 yards and hopefully a couple of touchdowns. Uh, I did also like Nick Chubb. Uh, because of his volume, uh, I liked him a lot with the weather in Buffalo. But now that they moved the game, um, I'm I'm switching to Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yeah. I mean, if that game was played in that snowmageddon, I'd, I'd be all over Chubb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Taylor, too. He played 94% of the snaps, ran routes on 82% of the, of the dropbacks. And last week was the first week since week one. The Colts ran the ball over 30 times as a team. Eagles. Are now 28th DVOA versus the run. Jordan Davis is out, and with him not there, the Eagles are giving up five yards per carry. I know they made some headway signing the dynamic and Sue, but Sue's been sitting on the couch. He's been in the restaurant with business now for what are we, week 11 in the NFL, for 11 weeks in the NFL. He's not going to be able to come out there and make a dent in this hole in the Eagles' defense. And something else, and Gino when I was on Gino's podcast last night, he made a great point. The Eagles really have never been in a position with how their games have gone, where we've seen a team take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. So I think the game plan with the Colts is just going to be just to pound the rock with Jonathan Taylor.
3: And keep the ball out of Jalen and hurts hands.
0: Yeah. And shorten the game, shorten the possessions. I like that a lot. Let's, let's, let's remember that. Let's, uh, Let's go down to our mid-price guys. Who uh, who in the mid-price tier do you like?
3: So I did really like Devin Singletary. Um, I think Buffalo late in the year last year, as many people saw, his production picked up when the weather got colder. They started using him a lot more. I know that this game did move to Detroit, um, but I still think he, at only 6,400, he still got um, some playability there uh, because he's going to get the, I think he's going to get the carries and it's going to, as weeks, as these later weeks go on in the season, I think he's going to, his production is really going to uptick here. I
0: mean, that's a great point. Uh, We saw it last year after that game against new England and it was this time of the year, it's kind of like, they kind of pumped the brakes a little bit and realized, Hey, we need to run the ball and maybe losing to the Vikings, like the way they did, they will, that they'll go to that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I like Singletary too. Uh, my mid-budget guy is everyone that in their aunt knows that the Texans are god-awful against the running back, that they give up the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. And I expect that Brian Robinson is going to be the guy that most people go to in this situation. But I'm going to go the different way. I'm going to look at Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson leads – the um leads the commanders with uh, 18 red zone carries, seven carries inside the five. He's getting more of the red zone work. So when you're getting close to it, that the, excuse me, when you're getting close to the end zone, he's the one doing the bulk of the work. He's got, he leads them with three red zone TDs. And all three of those red zone TDs, more importantly, are coming inside the five-yard line. So he's the one getting the goal line rushes. I think Antonio Gibson at 6,600 is going to be a little bit overlooked. The worrisome for him, though, is if he doesn't score, he doesn't do enough production on the ground to him warrant being in our lineup. That's my one concern with him.
3: Yeah, and uh, Antonio Gibson I was looking hard at after... uh after the game, the Buffalo Cleveland game got moved to Detroit because him and Brian Robinson were both actually priced at 6,600. <laughs> so that made thing, it, that made it interesting.
0: <laughs> I think we need to cut my guy Gibson out though, just because, you know, just, just, just after my last statement, if he doesn't get the touchdown, he's, he's so touchdown dependent. If he doesn't get a yeah. touchdown, he's not, he's not worthy of being in the lineup. And I'll say this, dude. I can't trust them get a tutty.
3: No, I can't either. And uh, I actually think I, I think uh, Washington's gonna fall flat in that game and they're possibly gonna lose. So <laughs> yeah, I, I agree 100 <laughs> percent I could totally see them
0: dropping that game. So yeah. let's do this. Let's let's scrap. Let's scrap Gibson. So right now on the table, we have we we have Jonathan Taylor and Devin Singletary on the table. Who, uh, who's your low budget guy?
3: So my low budget guy, I actually really like a lot is, uh, Tyler Allgaier from Atlanta. He's only 6,000. Um, and the bears Mm -hmm. have been vulnerable to, uh, brute force running backs. And Allgaier is the more powerful running back on Atlanta compared to Cordell Patterson. Um, so, and the bears are actually 28th against the run as well. Um, he's out touched Patterson 22 to 20, in the last two weeks and last week ran more passing routes than Patterson did.
0: I hate Cordell Patterson. I hate, him. <laughs> I hate him. And the thing is, this is like, you know, props to Arthur Smith. You know, he's, he's a genius for what he does. And the fact that you can get Patterson to do that and be a focal pointer offense, just speaks volumes, what a genius he is, mm-hmm. but his strides are too big. I mean, Algier is a legit running back. Uh, You know, he's got 18, you know, he's got 18 red zone carries. um, Short yardage back. Plus now he's also factoring in the passing game. I like this play a lot. I think we need to look at him to add in as well, especially with how bad the Bears defense in is. And speaking of the Bears, that's where my next play is. My budget is... David Montgomery, sixty-two hundred. Uh, the Falcons are giving up the twenty or twenty-fifth, excuse me, DVOA versus a run. The Falcons, the last four games, are giving up twenty-two points per game to opposing running backs. Um, you know, Dean Pease, who's the defensive coordinator of the um, the Falcons, he's been around the block, so he's going to have something cooked for Fields. And I really feel like everyone's going to look, everyone's going to see how bad the Falcons are against the run and go to fields and they're just going to kind of forget about david montgomery and the big thing is there's no khalil herbert herbert's not there anymore right so he's going to get all the work this he could be on the field seriously 85 90 percent of the plays
3: yeah totally agree i like that budget play
0: so it kind of but here's the thing looking at the slate is it we put a running back in the flex slate or we put a wide receiver in the flex slate.
3: You know, I, I like the, uh, for now I like Allgaier and I like Montgomery. I think, uh, I think we get Taylor Allgaier and Montgomery get, you know, put Montgomery in the flex, see how it pans out. Let's yeah, see how I it... think
0: You know, they're going to be in the turf. I think that's <laughs> going to be an up and down game. They're going to lead on the run game. Got to have Taylor got to have Allgaier. So, and we both agree, like, looking at the slate, we want a piece of the Bears and we want a piece of the the Bears and Falcons game, excuse me, because that has one of the higher point totals on the slate. So we definitely want a piece. We'll have both sides of the ball there. I like that. So we're going to put Jonathan Taylor in. We're going to put David Montgomery in. So we're looking... With how we're doing this, man, I'm not gonna lie, we are looking pretty good with the amount of salary that we have um that we have free. Right now, we are sitting at about thirty-one six. So thirty-one thousand six hundred dollars. So we're gonna still be able to, to pay up for a wide receiver. Is there kind of like a high-budget wide receiver, someone that's like over 8,000 that's kind of catching your eye?
3: Well, somebody that I mentioned earlier with a a possible DAC uh, combo package is uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, I love C.D. Lamb. He has a huge uptick in targets over the past four games, and Minnesota is actually 29th against the pass right now. So I'm liking him. What do you think?
0: I mean, the last four games, the Vikings are going up 19.6 fantasy points to the number one, to the lead wide receiver. Uh, Last four games, Lamb is averaging 9.8 targets per game for 19.8 fantasy points per game. Vikings are terrible in the slot, defending the slot. Um, I think Lamb is going to eat. And we saw it, we mentioned it again with Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush played in this game last year, and he absolutely – Dismantled, (laughs) yeah this vikings team so yeah i like cd lamb here let's uh you know i don't even think there's there's any reason to really even discuss this any further you know we we have a lot of budget open so let's yep we got tons of budget
3: let's get them in there
0: let's put let's put cd lamb so we got cd lamb kicking now so you know now we're gonna now we got three positions left what uh what say you here
3: mid-price player. Uh, mid-price we're looking player. At, We're looking at Darius Slayton from the Giants, only 6300, and since week 8 the Lions have deployed their corners in zone on 59 to 60% of their snaps. Slayton has seen 71.4% of his target volume against zone coverage this season, and the three corners that would be defending Slayton have a combined 102 QB rating against them. With just under a seventy percent catch rate, I think Slayton is going to get a lot of targets, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to catch a deep ball touchdown this weekend against your Lions. Sorry, <laughs> so you're calling it right now. You're calling it Tutty. You're calling, I'm calling it. it, calling, it I'm calling it a deep Tutty. I'm talking. I'm talking forty-plus yard touchdown, which is which is possible because he extends
0: the field. Lions are yeah. awful. I, I'll yeah. be the first to admit it. Yeah. And they're kind of due for a flat spot. You know, you just, you've beaten two divisional rivals, one at home, one on the road. Dan Campbell just got his first home road victory. I could totally see the Lions getting boat raced here and their defense getting exposed. Um, My budget play. Now, I was looking at Tyler Boyd, but with us using the Steelers' defense. I think we just need to forget about Boyd just because it be, because anything Boyd gets is hurting our Steelers defense. So yeah. we need to just – Boyd of the of the guys that are between 6 and 7, he makes the most sense to me. But again, with us using the Steelers defense, it doesn't make sense for us to use him because we're just working against it. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to pencil in Darius Slane. I absolutely love that play. Um, you know, now we have about 14 grand left. And we got a low-budget wide receiver, and we got a tight end. But before we go to our last low-budget, we're going to switch it up. We're going to go to the tight end because a tight end, it's an interesting slate. And I really feel, and I wanted to get your opinion on this with the tight end, we have, we have three ways of going about this. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And tell, tell me your thought. There's no Kelsey, and, you know, Nick and I are from the Manto. Kelsey or nobody else because if you don't play Kelsey he and he goes off you're gonna need a part of like a superhuman effort from whatever rando tight end when Kelsey's not there I feel you have to do go Andrews
3: right uh yeah because we're doing the early slate of games on Sunday not doing the Sunday night game so I mean I I've got high price player of Mark Andrews you know because if he suits up you know he gets the targets, so we got to. Yeah, I mean, gotta getting go with getting twenty.
0: Them. He's getting a twenty-six percent target share, and he's got thirty more targets than Duvernay was number two. So everything yeah, and, kind of funnels there, and
3: the red zone targets. I mean, yeah, and the red wrong. zone targets.
0: Um, so I think we either put in Andrews if he plays. If Andrews doesn't play, I think it's a no-brainer, and we go to Isaiah Likely.
3: Yeah. Totally agree. Um, plus, you know, the budget on likely what's he at 5,400. Yeah. Um, you know, that opens up even more doors, uh, to some higher price players you can plug in, uh, if Andrews doesn't suit up. And then,
0: then if, or we have the option of paying down and we both, we both like the Philly tight end, but we just can't agree on who's going to get the, who's going to get the
3: point. Um,
0: I like Jack Stoll. You like Grant? Grant. I'm not going to pronounce his last name because I suck at pronouncing last names.
3: Calcaterra. Calcaterra. I like so. I like Grant Calcaterra just because I I mean Jack Stoll's been lining up more as a blocking tight end, so I think Calcaterra could get the passing looks. Um, but again, you know, next and this guy up right
0: awful. They're 25 DVOA. <laughs> The way the Eagles play offense, everything kind of funnels to the um, to the tight end. I just I feel with the uncertainty of what's going on with the Eagles, who's going to be the tight the the tight end? We don't want to take that gamble. So I feel we need to get away from there. Right. And I feel like the safest thing is we just play the Ravens tight end. We go Andrews or likely. If it's likely, obviously this is going to open up some salary cap. Maybe we can move, um, move up who our last wide receiver is, or we can, or if it's Andrews, we still have about sixty three hundred to find a wide receiver. Right. So, I think I think what we're going to do is we're going to put Andrews in there, and then we're going to be working with. Sixty three hundred. So now we got sixty three hundred dollars, sixty three thousand. Excuse me, to work with in our in our build. Um, is there kind of someone in that price range you're kind of looking at?
3: So my budget wide receiver that I like this week, uh, he's at six thousand. Is Adam Thielen actually? Um, I know his production's been down this year, but. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, you know, he's going to get his targets, but he's probably going to be shadowed the whole day by Diggs, uh, which will lead to an uptick in production for Thielen. Uh, Thielen will probably be defended by Kelvin Joseph uh, for most of the day, who actually sports a 141.7 passer rating against him. So I think Thielen's going to get, you know, he's going to get some, you know, some production here in this game because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game and uh, they're going to be throwing the ball around. I like that.
0: And I especially like that. This is why it's important to watch the games. And the one thing I feel that Nick and I do better than most people is we actually watch the games. We're not just a bunch of dudes that are just looking at data and everything. Um, Justin Jefferson, he got banged up at the end of that Buffalo game. Now, he... He does have a toe injury. He's been limited all throughout the week. He did practice in limited capacity today. If Jefferson doesn't play, I mean, Thielen's wide receiver one, and the Vikings will probably have to throw the ball a little bit. I kind of like – I like Thielen if Jefferson doesn't go. Mm -mm. I have a guy – that's pretty that that's that's looking pretty good
3: all right Former Michigan
0: it. Wolverine Nico Collins uh you know five for 49 and one touchdown 10 targets last week um he also had another touchdown but it was called back due to a penalty this week you know anyone that knows me I say it in everything Benjamin St. Jew is the worst cornerback in all of the NFL I have no idea <laughs> this guy's on a job and you just kind of look like literally for the first five weeks of the season whoever he was guarding was the highest scoring wide receiver one that just shows you how bad he is um you know and then if it switches over it's Kendall Fuller if you just kind of look at the splits they're Kendall Fuller and St. Jude they're both in the top 12 of fantasy point um fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers Commanders are 32 DVOA against wide receivers, too. What does that mean? Commanders take away the one guy, but the two guy eats. I think Brandon Cooks, who's coming back, who's going to be in the game, in the game for the Texans. I think that's who they're going to look to take away. I absolutely love Nico Collins. And it kind of seems like Mills and Collins are starting to get that uh, that in sync look going. What do you think of my boy Nico Collins?
3: I like that play. I like it a lot. Um, I th- those little nuggets were great. Yeah, Benjamin Saint Juiced, however you say his last name, is just god awful, <laughs> and you know I don't I don't think you can uh, shy away from that. So I think we gotta I think we gotta plug in Nico Collins here for our last wide receiver spot. So let's do that. So I'm
0: liking this lineup
3: so far. Um, you know, at
0: quarterback we got Russell Wilson. Running backs, we're going Jonathan Taylor and Tyler Ajir. Wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb, Darius Slade, Nico Collins. Tight end, we have Mark Andrews. But here's the thing, people. If Andrews for whatever reason, and it's Sunday morning, and he and you get that alert from Shefty that he's not going, we put in Isaiah Likely, uh David Montgomery as the flex, Steelers D. And dude, I hate to do this to you. And you know what? I'm gonna put it on put you on the spot. Cause that is what I do. I, if it gets to Isaiah likely. Okay. And Andrews doesn't go, dude, that is going to leave open an insane 8,600, bu- 80, yeah, 8,600. I'm pulling up fan duel right now. I'm just going to rattle off players in that price range that are a wide receiver. And you just kind of let me know if anyone is kind of, I don't even know the word I can use here. Tickling your palate.
3: (laughs) Tickling my fancy.
0: Tickling your fancy. Um, All right. So here we go. Main slate Sunday. Tournaments. Boom. Wide receivers. I mean, basically, it takes Diggs, Jefferson, Cup, who's not playing, Chase, who's not playing. It takes all those guys off the board. On the board, this is who we have. We have Devontae Adams. A.J. Brown, um, Amron St. Brown, Tay Higgins. Those are kind of the next guys in line. Do we look to go to Devontae Adams? This is if Andrews doesn't go and we go with um, uh, likely in the quarterback position. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, the only thing is with Devontae Adams is he's going to be going up against Patrick Sukang, who is absolutely oh, a beast. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that would be the only worrisome. But I'm pulling it up right now. In the first game against Denver, he did finish with twenty. Oh, sorry, he did finish with fifteen fantasy points
3: last time against Denver. I mean, I, you know, at being a Packers fan, uh, I do love Devontae Adams. Um, I've always loved Devontae Adams. I think he's, I mean, he's obviously going to get his targets. Um, you know, it just depends on if he's going to be able to beat out Sertain the whole day. Um, you know, I like that play just for the vol- target volume. Um, if we have to move, uh, if likely goes in and Andrews is out something else oh my god i'm
0: looking at it right now and you're going to call me you're going to call me effing crazy <laughs> for what i'm going to throw out and maybe may, maybe this is just me just being just being the homer that i am what about saint uh, amron brown. brown he's just a target I know.
3: I know i was just i was actually going to say saint brown instead of adams but you uh you took it out of my mouth there i was uh i mean I mean, come on, eleven, ten, ten, caught ten of eleven targets last week. I mean, <laughs> Jared Goff loves that guy. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta look at the volume there. Um, I mean, Jared
0: they- Goff absolutely loves them. Um, I'm looking at his last. Let's look at his last, his last four games. Um, you know, he had seventeen. He got hurt, you know, in these last three games, you really can't count because he's been hurt. He didn't, he was hurt.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, I mean, I think it's capable. We can see him put up a third. He put up 39, sorry, 34.9 in week two. He had a a 17.1 points performance. You mentioned that 11 targets, 10 receptions. Um, Yeah.
3: His last three games, he's got 30 targets. He's averaging 10 a game. I mean... I don't know. I don't know how you can you can't really go against that volume. So I think uh, St. Brown's a possible um, you know option there because you know the Giants are 18th against the pass. They're not they're not amazing. they're not they're not uh, they're not awful. Um, but if he's going to get that target share, I think uh, I think he's definitely a viable option there.
0: He's second. On the, he's second on the Lions with seven targets in the red zone. Five receptions, three tutties. He, has the, he leads them in red zone touchdown, red zone receiving touchdowns this year. I kind of like that play. Yeah. So this is what we're going to do, people. This is the final say right here. We are telling you to go Russell Wilson at quarterback, running back, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler agier wide receiver, CJ Lamb, Darius Slayton, Nico Collins, tight end Mark Andrews, flex positions. We're going David Montgomery. Defense, we're going to the Steelers. However, if Andrews is ruled out, what you're going to do is you're going to pay down, go Isaiah Likely, and then you're going to take out Nico Collins, and you're going to put in – no, no, sorry. You're going to not use Nico Collins, and then you're going to use Amon Ron Brown. So that's going to be the build. Nick, I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to come on – talk a little fantasy why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on twitter
3: thank you so much uh you can find me on twitter at n a a fantasy thanks uh, everybody thanks for having me on man
0: i uh, appreciate it man i look forward to talking to you next week you have a good holiday drink some beer eat some turkey and uh, we'll talk next week my friend you too thanks uh and uh good luck everybody That's it for the podcast today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review. It helps me out. Also, please make sure to follow the guests from this week. My boy, Jim, at XFL Jim. He's going to have tons of great content coming out with the XFL. He's going to be doing a team-by-team breakdown. My boy, David, at BetterDP, one of the sharpest guys out there in the betting world. And also, he's new to the social media game. My boy, Nick, at NHL a a fantasy on twitter make sure to give him a follow we'll be back next week with some nfl bets and the dfs build also please set those reminders the etop 21 sports show is back live this tuesday night 10 p.m eastern on youtube and twitch xfl jim will be making his return and him and i will be talking nfl week 11 tell you the bets to lock in for week 12 and gino will be telling you his horse racing bet of the day make sure to tune in for that, and the podcast will be back next week. Until then, boys and girls.